You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iredwin. I'm not doing this. I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. We're waiting for training camp to begin. It'll happen at the end of July, maybe the third week for some teams with everyone reporting. But it's a slow period in the NFL, but not for us here on Locked On Fantasy Football. It's a good time to take a look at all 32 teams, try to answer the three key questions they have, for fantasy football, so as we start a new week, we're on a new team. It will be the New Orleans Saints, and then we'll wrap up the NFC South, looking at the Buccaneers on the next show, and then we'll dive into the NFC West. So we'll get into the action there with the Arizona Cardinals here next. So we already have ten teams down. So if you missed any of those teams, so we did the entire NFC East, the entire NFC North, half of the NFC South. We're going to get to the other half here. In the next couple of shows, and we will get to all 32 teams before it's said and done, before training camp really gets underway and we head toward the preseason games. Here, just setting the table for what's to come here with battles, situations we want sorted out. And with these teams, we typically look at three aspects. Look at the quarterback, look at the receiving core, and then look at the running game. And if there's any key questions there that we want answered to try to figure that out, we're going to try to do our best to shed our light on it until we find out more information in training camp. So we will get to the Saints in a moment. Thanks for making Locked On Fantasy Football your first listen today. We are free and available to you on all platforms. All right, time to get into the Saints. We will ask our first key fantasy football question. Does Jameis Winston have sleeper QB1 appeal? Now, this seems like a stretch, but we know Jameis Winston in the last season with the Buccaneers, even with all those interceptions leading the league, he lit it up. He had 5,000 yards. He had 30-plus touchdown passes. He can put up the big numbers in fantasy to finish in the top 12. Now, maybe we're being a little bit aggressive there, but can he be a back-end guy in deeper leagues, 14-teamers? Can he have some value in a platoon or streaming combination with someone else? That's something to explore here. The weapons are pretty good overall for Jameis Winston. We know that Drew Brees, just a couple years ago, put up some numbers. Winston coming off the torn ACL. Here's a couple of factors working in his favor. He's got the full-time job. Andy Dalton has settled in as a clear-cut backup. Taysom Hill, he's not going to have to worry about him wrinkling and getting some touches there. Hill will get his chances to run a little bit, but now he's considered the number two tight end of this team. So they've handed the keys here to Winston. Here, no, no Trevor Simeon. They moved on from him. So Dalton's your new backup. Ian Book still developmental. We saw him against Miami in a start. It was pretty disastrous. So Ian Book is just a guy they're holding on to as number three. Dalton is there. I think he's a little bit of a contingency should Winston need some time recovering from that knee injury, extra time, I should say, to get on the field. But Winston looks like he's throwing at full speed. So the job is fully his this season. Now here's the problem with Winston. He's not going to give you much in the running game. He can run and score some touchdowns that way, but you can't count on it as a big part of his fantasy football scoring. 
The receiving core is pretty darn good, though, however. You look at it, they want to be aggressive here with Pete Carmichael Jr. taking over the offense for good without the influence of Sean Payton as the head coach. So, again, they want to be aggressive, throw the ball downfield, use the running game to do that. The weapons have been upgraded as well considerably here from last year. You get Michael Thomas back here from his injury issues and the weird stuff going on with the team. Jarvis Landry comes in the mix. Now you have Marquez Callaway, one of Winston's favorite targets. He falls down to number four because Chris Olave, the exciting uh, first-round wide receiver at Ohio State, is in the mix. So you have two Buckeyes receivers there in Thomas and Olave. You have the veteran Landry. That moves Callaway down to four, moves Traquan Smith down to a five. So that's some pretty good weapons. And you put Taysom Hill maybe having a bigger role tight end with Adam Troutman in there. And all of a sudden, James Winston's got some weapons. And then you add Alvin Kamara out of the backfield. So the numbers are available, but the question is how explosive is this offense going to be in general for the Saints? I don't think they can be run heavy. Their defense is pretty good, but there's some holes in it right now. They lost some uh, bodies there, so something to keep in mind. I don't think they're going to be that type of offense. They need to diversify. They wouldn't have invested in Olave and Landry if they didn't want to have the passing game be more dynamic and be able to stretch the field both vertically and horizontally here with these players. So there are some expectations for Winston. He has a golden opportunity here in the post-Breeze era two years later to really hold down this job, be the Saints' long-term quarterback of uh, the present and future now. So, again, they, there's a lot in the balance here, but the weapons are good. The offensive line is pretty good as well. They did lose Taron Armistead left tackle, but Ryan Ramsey got a new book in there and Trevor Penning. So, they're still pretty intact up front. So, all the support is there for Winston to put up numbers there. It's about being aggressive and being able to execute with what's there. So Winston, we're going to watch very carefully, but the situation is uh, very fruitful if he can uh, potentially uh, be efficient in this game. And I think that helped. I think being in the Sean Payton offense for a couple of years has kind of uh, pulled away his interceptions. I think he can be aggressive without having all those turnovers to cut into his point total. So it lines up pretty well for Winston. We're going to keep him on the radar. Are we going to say draft him in the top 12? No. But when you're looking for a backup with some upside, Winston would be that guy for that potential here in 2022. So Winston, again, you have to look at the weapons and where the production is going to come from on some of these quarterbacks. And he has better sources than a lot of guys out there and a clear-cut now starting job in 2022. We will get into the Saints uh, running game and uh, passing game questions there away from the quarterback in our final two segments here as we break down three key fantasy football questions facing New Orleans going to training camp in 2022. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on the computer, choosing the only brand that everyone else happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. You will save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store car dealership? Just take the Honda Odyssey fuel pump. You could have paid $353 from a chain store, or you would have only spent $216 from Rock Auto. Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer. They have everything you can eat brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs, whatever they are, for your car or your truck. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. 
You can find them at rockauto.com, a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for more than 20 years. All right, we will continue the show and look at the Saints and their next key question we'll get to. And coming up here is Alvin Kamara still to be trusted as a workhorse running back here in 2022? That's a good question because they did reunite him with Mark Ingram. Ingram bounced around a little bit with the Ravens and the Texans and got some other opportunities, but he lands back with the Saints. That moves Tony Jones Jr. Remember, he had a big injury last year. He looked pretty good filling in for Kamara. Then you have Dwayne Washington also in his depth chart. So it goes four deep here. Kamara, again, getting up there. He's had a few more durability issues here, but he's still going to be a big part of what they do. Now, the thing about Alvin Kamara, you can't look at him as a traditional feature back here. That You're not going to look at him pound between the tackles and be that guy. You're going to look at his volume coming a lot through the passing game and being dynamic there. We know he started his career pretty consistently with those 81 catches per season. Again, if he stays healthy, he's looking good here. Ingram, again, it's pretty slow down at this stage. It's not the same Ingram that was there forming a one-two punch with Kamara just a few years ago. Jones is a capable swing player behind him. Washington for depth and some receiving ability there as well. So Kamara looks like the guy here for sure. Now let's uh, put him in comparison to some other running backs. Would I take him over Christian McCaffrey? I think there's a strong case. I mean, he's still the centerpiece of his offense. He still has a better durability track record than McCaffrey. Remember, he played through an injury. Slow down a little bit, but still put up the numbers uh, just a couple years ago. Would I take him over Derrick Henry? That's a tougher debate. Derrick Henry with the foot injury issues. I think in half point and full point PPR for sure, I go Kamara there. So another player right there in that range for that uh, number two mix is Dalvin Cook behind uh, Jonathan Taylor. Kamara versus Dalvin Cook, I think I lean Dalvin Cook there. But Alvin Kamara still, to me, is a top five, top six back in fantasy. Don't worry too much about the volume. I would make sure that you have your contingency plans here. Ingram might seem like the handcuff to go after, but I think he's more the complimentary back while Kamara's healthy, where Jones has shown a little bit more explosiveness. So he would be the way to go. Kamara's getting up there, but he didn't have the traditional volume. Remember, early in his career, Ingram was there, and uh, they get put a little on him. Now it will be maybe a few less catches for him, but that should keep him... F- with more fresh legs here to finish in the red zone. That's been Kamara's biggest seasons when he can get the touches at the goal line. Now, Ingram is not as big of a threat in that area as he once was, so Kamara should still get those scores here and the receiving ability. I mean, it should go down a little bit in relation to having a little bit more depth at wide receiver, including Jarvis Landry in the mix, who's a short area receiver, but Kamara's still there. It's going to rack up the catches. He's too dynamic in that part of the offense. It's not like Carmichael's going to suddenly forget about that aspect here taking over from Peyton. So Kamara still has the workhorse status for me. If he wasn't, I think they would invest a little bit more than just bringing back his uh, former kind of uh, one-two punch guy in Ingram. So a lot of things to watch out there with the Saints uh, developing in the backfield. But Kamara is still entrenched as a elite fantasy football option to me here so again he he's just too good and too key for them all over the field he's key to set up the downfield passing game so they need Kamara enough touches between the tackles again their offensive line is still intact I think they'll be a little bit more dangerous because there's going to be some accountability 
with those wide receivers that weren't there last year for a lot of defenses. So not going to see any real stacked boxes, a little bit better running lanes here for Kamara. And I think Trevor Penning, as good as Taron Armstead was as an athlete, I think Trevor Penning is a little bit better, meaner, nastier, as just a straight-up run blocker here for Kamara. All right, there you have it. Uh, There's two key questions answered to our best ability here before training camp for the Saints about James Swinson and Alvin Kamara. Our final question is a big catch-all about the receiving core and a particular tight end that we're keeping our eye on, so we'll do that. That's the thing that people want to know here is how do you get the right value from the Saints receivers here that are going to be working with Winston 2022. I got to tell you that betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's NHL playoffs, which just concluded there with the Colorado Avalanche and Major League Baseball chugs along. So we're going to be waiting here for a while before we get NHL, NBA, and NFL back. But MLB is going into a great stretch here. We still have a lot of golf. We have some soccer coming up that you can check out. So a lot of other sports to check out here in June and July. And soon the All-Star Game will be here as well. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including, like I said, MMA, boxing, combat is great for this time of year, and, of course, golf. The American Century Championship is coming up, the Celebrity One. That's a great one as well to check out July. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, it is uh, time to close the show here on this look at the New Orleans Saints, the three key fantasy football questions. So James Winston and Alvin Kamara were rather easy questions. The situations are favorable for both to be productive, but how do we kind of sort out this receiving core? That's how we're going to look at it. We're going to include the tight ends here. So the wideouts and the tight end. So right now, let's uh, take a few interesting topics here. Michael Thomas versus Jarvis Landry. Thomas can play as a big slot. Jarvis Landry has a capacity to play on the outside when needed. So are they redundant in their roles here as short to intermediate guys? That, that's going to be interesting to see. Or do they use Thomas more to stretch the field a little bit, use Landry as the pure possession guy in the middle, and Thomas's size is deployed a little bit more outside, com- trying to compliment Chris Olave, the rookie first-round pick. He can basically do everything. He is the profile of a number one with a speed, quickness, hands, big playability. So there could be a changing of the guard here where Olave steps up as the number one here. He's more in line with what the Saints want to do here downfield with Winston. Remember how Winston had a connection with Mike Evans and getting it downfield and Chris Godwin in the slot. So Olave and Thomas might recreate that here. Alave not as big as Evans, but the targets will be there for Alave and Thomas. I think Landry will kind of be the limited guy working inside or outside, giving some versatility with Thomas. And I think that's the reason they signed him, because that inside-outside ability where Thomas can get into nice mismatches is a big slot, and Landry can be available there as a security blanket on shorter passes against lesser coverage. So... I think that's why they want to do it, give themselves options beyond bringing Jarvis Landry back to Louisiana. That's why that move was made. Now, that's probably not great for Marquez Callaway, other than being a number four. Traquan Smith has already faded hard as a number five. Callaway does have a good rapport with Winston, so if they spread the field a little bit, throw down field, remember back in the day, 
with all they used to do. They had Lance Moores and Devery Henderson and Robert Meacham. They always had that one guy who could take the top off of defense. Callaway has proved he could do that with a big arm of win. Big arm Winston, so there could be a pivot at some point where if Thomas is the big slot, that Callaway lines up opposite Alave to give them a little bit more of a deep threat there versus uh, containing that secondary to cover more of the short to intermediate area. So something to look at with Callaway. So I'll watch that, but if I'm going to invest in a receiver here, I'm still going to feel like it's Michael Thomas. He's the best to coming back fully healthy, the ankle issues and all the team controversies, they seem to be gone here. So Chris Olave. And Thomas figured to be the guys here. So temporary expectations of Landry because of the presence of Thomas and Callaway there. But I expect Olave and Thomas, you don't use a first-round pick and you don't re-up a guy that was a pro bowler all-pro type for you if you don't intend to use them and complement each other. And I think you're going to get that from those two. Now, rounding out the depth chart, we mentioned Traquan Smith at number five. He's barely hanging on to a roster spot. He hasn't really shown much. He's had plenty of chances here opposite Thomas to show he's a number two, he hasn't lived up to it, or they would not have made all these moves. Here, Deontay Harris is now Deontay Hardy. He's there. He has some return game capacity, so he could uh, hang on there as a number six. And you also have Kevin White. Yeah, remember him. He was a pick of the Bears. He could never stay healthy. He's still hanging on here. So not much to see there beyond Callaway in this offense. So that's what we're going to watch carefully, Callaway versus Landry. But I think Thomas and Olave, I don't start pretty high on looking at them as fantasy football assets. I start in the wide receiver two realm there and go up from there. I think Olave, just being a rookie, he's a wide receiver three more with upside. Then we look at the Saints tight end situation. Adam Trotman is still number one, but Taysom Hill is your new number two tight end. That moves uh, Nick Vanette to three and Juwan Johnson, a bit of a wide receiver hybrid, uh, kind of the poor man's Marcus Colston. We saw him flash, remember, against the Packers last year in that big upset. And everyone was like, oh, we got to go get Juwan Johnson. But then we realized his volume was pretty low. He scored as kind of a, a gimmick player on a couple plays from Winston. And then that was it for him. So, and Adam Troutman, this show included, we thought he was going to have a bigger role. But he just wasn't ready for it last year. And the Saints become a little bit more Hill-oriented with that uh, wrinkle there. So now Taysom Hill is your number two to Adam Troutman. So, interesting, I don't think that makes us feel great about Troutman or Johnson, because Hill is versatile, and he's going to take a few touches there from Kamara in uh, running situations as well in the red zone. So, But I think without Sean Payton, they're not as committed to getting Hill in the game and getting him into specific packages here. That's going to help Kamara, and it should help Troutman a little bit more. But again, there's so much of wide receiver that these uh, tight ends with the downfield philosophy and uh, being more pass-oriented there is going to help. So really, Hill being out of the mix helps Winston and Kamara from being a regular threat to what they can do as passers or runners here. And and Troutman, again, we're not going to go down that road again. I mean, if they were thrilled with Troutman, they would have worked him in more as a number three target and wouldn't have felt compelled to go after Landry as well to work the short and immediate routes there with Winston. So that's how I feel about that. Juwan Johnson, just a guy we saw very limited, uh, can catch a few passes, but there's not there. Nick Vanette pretty much has been a blocker out of Ohio State for the Seahawks and this team. There's not a lot to see there. So Hill is a little bit intriguing, but again, don't be worried in fantasy football that he's going to cut in too much here. So reviewing the Saints' key questions, Jameis Winston, does he have – QB1 potential, backdoor sleeper. Yes, he does. Does Alvin Kamara still have that elite RB1 status? Yes, he does. How do we think this receiving core pecking order will shape out? I think you have to look at 
Thomas and Lave first and pump the brakes on everyone else. Wait and see approach there with the rest of the Saints pass game. And um, again, we're not going to factor in Taysom Hill too much into fantasy football here in 2022. So overall, I think this team can be rather productive. Carmichael knows this offense pretty well. From his days with Peyton, he knows the strengths of these players by now. There's a lot of familiarity. Alave and Landry are the two newcomers, but these guys have been here for a while and done their thing. So, uh, again, I don't think they're going to shake and rock the boat too much here. They're going to add some different dimensions to this offense where Peyton may have reined it in here a little bit. And we look at the stuff here with the Saints and what they can do and... I think it's going to be a very interesting uh, offense in transition here. I think you're going to see a lot of the same concepts they had under Peyton, but turn them into their own here with Carmichael pushing the ball downfield a little bit more, using the big arm of Winston. Drew Brees had that big arm for a while. It kind of dwindled near the end of his career, so they had to make that pivot, and now they can feel confident about that. And that's ultimately why they wanted to go in the direction of Winston and have that big arm versus trying to work in Hill and his limitations there as a passer. All right, that's your look at the key questions surrounding the New Orleans Saints. A little bit wrap-up there, a little extra overtime analysis of this team. I think they're very intriguing. I think there's a lot of stuff we can watch of the Saints there with that offense. Just way more explosive potential with those extra wide receivers than they were in 2022. Thanks for making Lockdown Fantasy Football your first listen today. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders Keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. For Locked On Fantasy Football, for a look at the New Orleans Saints, this has been Vinny Iyer. Check us out next time when we do the same for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers.